we said. The Press Box. Back with another edition of the Press Box Podcast. Mike Grace for my partners, Chris Stewart and J.D. Myers. Glad you joined us for what is just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama. Want to know where? Well, visit us online, pressboxradio.com. There you can check the affiliates page to find the show nearest you, the station nearest you. The episodes page, you can hear the show on demand anytime, all the way back to the very first hour of the show. Or simply press the listen button. You can hear us anytime, 24-7 online at pressboxradio.com. All right, today's podcast, a very special one as we look ahead to Auburn at Penn State this weekend. It was War Eagle Wednesday, which means Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network sits in. We talked to one of his buddies, the former Auburn quarterback Charlie Trotman, about the Tigers and Nittany Lions matchup. But first, we talked about the atmosphere. What's it going to be like in Happy Valley this weekend when SEC teams makes an appearance there in Big Ten country? We talked to the voice of the Nittany Lions on the Penn State Radio Network. Steve Jones tells us what he looks for this weekend. Not only 110,000 folks in the stands, but a whole lot of TV sets tuned into Auburn at Penn State. A lot of TV sets tuned in because this is the kind of matchup people are aching for. This is what fans want. This is the fans' game. Uh, now, with the college football playoff, and I'm very much in favor, personally, of expansion because I think we need to cover all corners of the country with the college football playoff the way uh, the that the way the NCAA basketball championship covers all four corners of the country and gets everybody interested. We need games like this. I mean, I think this is great for college football to have something like this happen. And I think it's great that Auburn happens to be one of the few SEC teams that decides, you know what, I don't mind going north. I don't mind going north of the Mason-Dixon line to play a game. At Penn State, this all, all goes back to Joe Paterno. He wanted to get games like this scheduled left and right. They made a couple of trips down to Tennessee. They had a 10-year series with Alabama along the way. I mean, I've done a lot of these games during the course of my career, and they've had a lot of connections with the SEC, especially through bowl games. Look, you want to play the best. You want to play the best. Yes, you've got Ohio State in your schedule. Yes, you have Wisconsin. Yes, you have have Michigan. But, boy, it's the intersectional stuff where people, when they start debating – What's the better conference? Well, you find out the better conference is when you're playing each other, and this will be a lot of fun to find out a few things on Saturday night. Steve, tell us about working with James Franklin. Um, we we know you know those, those in the industry. We get the opportunity to work with with various coaches of various sports. Um, any James Franklin stories that you care to pass along this morning? To be honest with you, James is just great to work with. I mean, he is he is when you see him um, on TV. That's who he is off the air, too. I mean, he's just the same guy on and off. He's, he's energetic. He's passionate. Loves his family. Right? Loves his football team. Has fit in seamlessly with this university of belief in academics. I mean, that was his speech last night after practice was about academics. And he was talking to him. He said, make sure we're on track with this thing. I get a list all the time. Make sure your name's not on the list. You know, things like that. Uh, he has been, for me personally, incredible to work with. I mean, the easiest person on the face of the earth. I can ask him a question. I can take a break for about three or four minutes <laughs> while he's answering the question. Uh, That's great. So he's just, I, I can tell you, he's been absolutely fabulous for me. I've, I've, I've been very, very fortunate. He I don't know if he feels fortunate uh... to work with me, but... 
<laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, I bet he does. Uh, and, he, and he and I are in the same fraternity. We both know the same handshake. Uh, we're both in the non-hair club for men uh, fraternity. But the uh, <laughs> he's a good-looking ball guy, i got to tell you that. Before there we get into X's and O's and Steve Jones, voice of the Nittany Lions, I'd love to get that in just a second. But kind of set the scene for an Auburn trip uh, up to Penn State. What are the game traditions, or is they a traditional game fair at tailgate? What's unique about the atmosphere pregame before a uh, Penn State football contest? <laughs> well, I don't really, I'm not going to, I don't know, I know what it's like in Alabama because I've done four games in Tuscaloosa in my career. So I know what that's like. I've never done a game, obviously, at Auburn, not until next year. Look out the back of the press box and you see nothing but a sea of RVs. Wow. A sea of RVs everywhere. You name the menu, they got the menu. TV set up in tents at tailgates. People get here on Thursday night rolling in with the RVs. They're here Friday night. Nittanyville to my left. I'm actually sitting at the stadium right now. The students have been camping out since Tuesday night to get to the front row. I, you know, they have to walk up the street. All right. Everybody lined up thousands of people to greet them. The blue band, of course, is a big part of it. The drum major doing his flip before the game. Oh, yeah. And it's just, there's just a lot of great, you know, the floating lion formation that they do. So it's not script Ohio. They do a floating lion. They've done that for, for decades. I've done that since the mid 60s. And it's just all part of the tradition here where just game day is an event, it's not just a game. It's an event. They host seven events a year here. And that's what it's all about. And I'm going to guess it's very much like that at Jordan here with 86,000 fans. And like I said, I, I mean, I've always loved my trips to Tus Tuscaloosa. I mean, it's been fabulous going there because uh, the fans the fans are great. You know what I've always found about like you know, Southern fans, right? friendliest people on the face of the earth, love their team, love their team, don't hate you. Uh, and that's and here at Penn State, love their team. They don't hate you. They're going to greet the Auburn fans with open arms. Uh, and I think that's a fair assessment. And all the Auburn fans listening right now, they're going to be making that trip and are excited to make that trip. Um, live up to it. Live, live up to the reputation. Steve, let's talk about the game uh, here a little yep. bit. All the fanfare, <laughs> and then you got three to four hours of football uh, to play. This Penn State defense has been awfully stout, third down, red zone, turnovers. Um, your view of the Penn State defense against the Auburn offense Saturday? Well, first of all, Bo Nix obviously has been around the block. There's no getting around it. And, I mean, Nix has been getting better with each with each season. The two running backs, especially Tank Bigsby, obviously, is a terrific player. And the freshman, who had the big game against Alabama State with 147 yards, very impressive. Now, the Penn State defense you asked about, the Penn State defense has been about what Jack Ham and I thought it would be. We thought that the strength of the defense would be the secondary. So far, that's been the strength of the defense. Arnold Epicati is a transfer from Temple. He has given them the pressure they need off the edge. And P.J. Mustafer, whose brother Sam is the center for the uh, Chicago Bears, P.J. Mustafer is a hard handle for anybody in the middle right now. The linebackers are very athletic. Brandon Smith, five-star player. Curtis Jacobs out the field linebacker, five-star player. Uh, Ellis Brooks, one of those smart inside linebackers that every team needs. Jaquan Brisker is a high draft choice at safety. 
just he made the big play in the Wisconsin game when they had the goal line stand at Wisconsin. And Brisker is a big time, big league player that reads plays really well. This guy has great football instincts, and that's where the big payoff has been for him. How about the other side uh, of the ball, Sean Clifford at quarterback? What has he been asked to do these first two games? And, uh, you know, he, he got on a really hot start at the beginning of, of the Ball State game last week. Was, have been really impressed kind of watching the offense under his direction uh, from, from last week's game in particular, Steve. Key for him is to stay away from turnovers. When Penn State lost their first uh, four games last year, now he didn't start the fifth game last year. They, you know, they they benched him and he came on in the second half. So the first four games, turnovers, threw interceptions, had two fumbles returned for touchdowns. So now let's look at what he's done in his last six starts. He has seven touchdowns and one interception in Penn State six and zero. That's typical of what he did in 2019. So when you look at you know, you take the four games out in his career at the beginning of last year, and you now group in the other 21 starts, excuse me, the other uh, 17 starts in his career. He's got 30 touchdown passes and eight interceptions at Penn State's wow. 15 and two. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that's what the ball game is with him. If he takes care of the football, Penn State usually is in a great spot with him at quarterback. And more often than not, if you've got a quarterback that has a three and a half to one touchdown to interception ratio, you're going to have a winning day or a winning night. And that's the key to Sean Clifford. Take care of the ball while making plays. Steve Jones, the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions, joining us here inside the press box. Mike Grace from my partners, Chris Stewart, J.D. Byers. We continue our preview of Auburn at Penn State with Charlie Trotman, former member of the Auburn Sports Network, now part of the Max Roundtable that you can hear on Montgomery's The Ticket, ESPNTheTicket.com to find that. Charlie Trotman tells us about the Auburn-Penn State matchup from the Auburn standpoint and what he's seen from his Tigers through the first two weeks of the season. Well, the first impression is that they're well-coached. Um, You can tell that because in the first game, I know we had a penalty or two in the second game, but in the first game, Auburn had very few penalties. You know, it's so easy, you know, as a quarterback in the first of the year, the first game, you go out there and, uh, you know, the noise level is is generally a lot higher than you've had at practice. and, And it's easy for illegal procedures to take place and jumping off sides on defense and there's all kind of little problems that you have in the first games. We didn't see that. Um, so I, I just it, – it's it's evident that this is a well-coached team. Um, you know, the big question coming in was the offensive line and, and how they were going to do because, uh, you know, I watched some of the scrimmages and the defense was way ahead of the offense and uh, the defense was putting a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks in the scrimmages. And you wondered, even with an outman team like Akron and Alabama State, how the offensive line was going to do in protecting Bo Nix and, and T.J. Finley. And I thought that they did an admirable job. They weren't perfect, but they were uh, they were good. Uh, they gave, you know, Bo most of the time. They gave him plenty of time to throw the football. And and it, you know, uh, you know, he should have been 21 out of 22 instead of 20 out of 22 in the first game with a drop, but. Uh, you know, and I thought he was accurate in the second game. He made a couple of throws that he probably shouldn't have thrown. But other than that, um, I thought Bo has improved. His accuracy looks much better than it did 
you know, in some of the, the different circumstances he's been in in the past. Uh, the running game is impressive. Um, you know, of course, I think on purpose the coaches have held TJ, uh, excuse me, have, have held uh, Tank Bigsby out of, uh, you know, action. They've given him a few carries in each game. And, of course, he's gotten some production some production out of that because he is a great running back. But, you know, and then you, you look at uh, who's behind him and Hunter. Uh, he's done a great job as a freshman to come in and uh, and and show the kind of power and vision that he's got. Uh, looks like that um, Sean Shivers was maybe held out, you know, against Alabama State because, you know, they want to get him ready for Penn State. But, you know, I think the running game is in better condition with better uh you know Jacques Hunter's a much better backup than people had thought and then you know you still have uh Ingram who could come in and play and 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 Sean um Sean Jackson can can come in and so I think Auburn's running game is in in good shape uh now can we run the ball against Penn State who knows uh I'm not positive that that because Penn State's got a really a- aggressive defense, they're they're uh, athletic. Um, you know, they it'll be interesting to see. You know how because I know Wisconsin had a difficult time running against them. They did have over 100 yard, 100 and some odd yards on the ground, but they ran the ball 58 times. So, um, yeah. you know, we'll have to see how Auburn does with that. But I expect Mike Bobo and and uh, and Coach Harson to keep the defense off balance and. You know, with uh, you know, using the tight end, and it's great to see us using the tight end guys because uh, we've got some excellent tight ends. And uh, you know, John Samuel Schinker has come on, and he is a much better athlete than people give him credit for. I agree, uh, Charlie. I agree completely. And one, uh, an interesting note about the Penn State's game against Wisconsin: Wisconsin churned out twenty-nine first downs in that game. That is the fourth highest number of first downs against Penn State uh, with James Franklin as the head coach. So, you know, they didn't rack up the the yards, but they kept the ball. Now, they couldn't get in the end zone. The red zone defense was there, but um, they, they held the ball and they cranked out first downs. And I've just, you know, if, if Auburn moves the ball with the kind of consistency, whether it's running or throwing, to churn out, you know, mid-20s number of first downs, that, that's a good thing for Auburn today. Given Penn State's pass rush and given the pressure on the offensive line, do you think this is a game where we could see a few more screens and draws maybe from the Auburn offense yeah, than we've seen these first I do. two weeks? I do. I, I, you know, I really do think that that would be helpful because uh, they've got two or three guys that are really good uh, on the edge as rushers. The kid that uh, is from Temple, I can't pronounce his last name, but <laughs> he's a good, good player, number 17, and he is – uh, you know, he put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, Mertz, uh, for uh, Wisconsin. And I, I think that Auburn will keep them off balance. I expect Auburn to take a few shots downfield. Um, you know, I think that Auburn has shown that uh, they they do like to take shots. Mike Bobo likes to take some shots downfield. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm real impressed with the uh, the array of receivers that have caught the football for Auburn. Uh, you know, I think in the last game, Brad, if I'm not mistaken, 11 players caught uh, the football, you know, at, at different times for Auburn. So, you know, moving it around to different people and, uh, you know, I think having uh, Johnson back uh, is going to help at, at uh, the, the slot position because I think he is a really, really good player. 
and um and you know he he's he was you know obviously missed last week uh um uh, the kid from uh Hewitt Trustful uh yeah. and Javarius Johnson I, I, yeah, yeah I, I think he's a good a good player uh so you know getting him back is going to be important the tigers will need all hands on deck as they head the state college pennsylvania happy valley as they call it to take on the penn state nittany lions this weekend number 10 versus number 22 in the associated press poll it should be a good one our thanks again to charlie trotman and to steve jones voice of the penn state nittany lions for joining us here inside the press box podcast if you like what you hear a couple things you can do for us make sure you subscribe rate and review this podcast we would very much appreciate that and then tell a friend about us as well they can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast apple and google plus iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher tune in have them search for press box radio one that's press box radio and the number one for the press box podcast great time of year college football it is we'll have some more fun for you tomorrow next time inside the press box until then for jd byers for chris stewart i'm mike gray saying thanks for joining us inside the press box